You're listening to The Greenwood Effect, where creativity is key. Your host, Stephen Long and Bradley Jacobs are going to lead you to a successful future in real estate investing. They'll show you how being creative when choosing the right closing strategy will not only build your bank account wholesaling deals, but also how to keep deals for yourself with less of your own money. Welcome to the Greenwood Effect Podcast, the real estate in real time podcast geared for inspiring investors down to seasoned investors. This is Stephen and Bradley. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Stephen Long, back with another episode of The Greenwood Effect. We're here with DSB Digital. What's going on, man? What's going on? Big DSB, appreciate you having me. Uh, No problem, man. You know, this is like everyday life. We're going to dive deep today into a lot of stuff. We're going to find out your story. We're going to let everyone know how much of an entrepreneur you are, and we'll just get your view on a lot of things. So uh, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I can't complain. Just yeah. uh, adjusting to the times right now, that's all. Yeah, I know. With this quarantine stuff and this COVID-19, it's definitely slowed a lot of people down and it's crippled a lot of people's businesses. How are you handling this? I'm handling it pretty well. I mean, I really haven't seen too much of a change in my schedule and as far as business coming in, what I'm doing. But I mean, sort of kind of a change on certain aspects, but I'm still able to make money and I just got to you know take a little precaution with it. Okay, yeah, you definitely got to, you know, stay safe, keep your social distance, keep them hands clean. Right. Because there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are not even able to, you know, operate their business being that it's not an essential business. And this really has a lot of people thinking, what is an essential business? And like the next time this comes around, what can we do about it? Have you thought of anything, you know, for the next go around if this ever happens again? Yeah, that's crazy because I thought to myself, well, what are they considering essential and non-essential? Because it's like certain places is closed. Like to me, to me, a gym is a, essential. Like to me, yeah, a gym, gym is health. To me, is essential also. Like, but you know, I mean, I do understand that's a place where you know some probably could spread easily. Yeah, but then I see things like, like the beer distributor that's still open. To me, that's not essential. Yeah, that's like America. Like, why is a, a beer distributor more important than a gym? But then they think, you know, the gym is like a breeding ground for germs. For, and exactly. Even in like during the daily like operation, it's a dirty place because they don't take care of it as well. Right. So it's like it's hard to sanitize so much traffic. I have thought about it in as far as like what I would do or how I could operate the next time going around. But I'm really not too sure just yet. OK, so tell everybody where you're from. I'm from Lauren, from Lauren, east side of Pittsburgh. Okay. There's been a lot of like new development down there because I'm also from the same area. And when you look back, you can see how much it, it really changed. They developed like the whole Larmer Ave down there. Right. It's crazy because when I go through like East Liberty, there's Larmer. It's so different. I really kind of, some parts I don't remember exactly what it looked like before. That like new development, do you feel like they kind of like left us behind? Yeah, I feel like they did for sure. I feel like the development. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like it's for a certain demographic of people. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, like, we should have been a part of it. Around the time, like, when all the development took place, we were probably, like, 15, 14, around that age. And we just, like, start noticing things changing. They shut down, like, the basketball court. What else did they do? What other major changes um, did you notice? A lot of people lost their homes, and that, that's the part where that's the bad part I see is a lot of people got forced out of the high rises, you know, got forced out of their homes. We really didn't have have much or probably didn't even have the means to move. 
But it was like a lot of people just got forced out, like just kicked out basically as far as out of the area as a whole because once the development came, then it raised up the property value of the whole area in itself. So a lot of people got, you know, forced out and they probably went to like some outskirts somewhere or somewhere where it was cheap enough for them to live. Yeah, so they basically just got forced out of the like the living community and yeah. forced to adapt to something that they weren't accustomed to. Right. So communities they've been a part of for, you know, for years, a community they might have probably helped to build. So Yeah, that's like gentrification. So there's a lot of things that we could do to stop that. You know, that's something that we'll be working on in Greenwood is to stop the gentrification and keep those that are in their communities in the communities and keep them safe. Right. Tell me a little bit more about what you do right now full time. I'm a full time creator, multimedia specialist, basically videography, photography and creative content is what I do. That's pretty big. That's like, you know, a lot of the stuff that you see on TV, you never get to meet the creator behind the actual art. So we're sitting here with like one of the best creators on the East Coast. And uh, it's definitely a blessing. So what steps did you take? To, you know, actually become a full-time investor in your own company. Before I even told myself I was going to be full-time anything as an entrepreneur, I always just wanted to, like, quit what I was doing and, and quit working for people, quit my job or whatever. But I really didn't have a plan. So okay. I basically, like, you know, I just told myself I'm going to find something. And once I find that thing, then I'll pursue that. So you so- found something that you really liked. You found something that you like to do and you were able to make money right. while doing it. Exactly. And something like, yeah, like I like love. I got a passion for something that that came to me kind of naturally to the point where I really didn't feel no wrong going into it full time. Mm -hmm. Even if rather it went good or bad, as long as I gave myself the chance and I tried and I put forward the effort, I don't see no way I could lose. Yeah, because you're you're still young. And with that commitment and that hustle, it could take you anywhere. You're at the age right now where you could fail, lose everything, and you could still come back on top. Yeah, bounce back a hundred times. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people wait too late. Times. And honestly, I don't feel like it's never too late for anybody, but a lot of people, you know, they wait until I would say it's harder or to the when they feel it's too late, when they got, you know, multiple kids, they got a wife, they got mortgages and all and types like of their bills. Their back's up against the wall, so like exactly. they really have no other options but to, you know, get in the beast mode. So you forced yourself in the beast mode and, and really just like, to become that investor, become that creator that you are right now. Exactly. Tell me what your everyday schedule is like that, you know, that keeps you focused and so that allows you to do what you do successfully. So my everyday schedule is kind of like just like a checkoff list, to-do list, rather it's, it's usually daily, but it could be applied weekly, could it be applied monthly, but daily is definitely preferred. And it's usually, I get up six o'clock, six, six thirty, you know, if I had a late day, It'll be more towards 7, 7.30. I get up, and I basically get right to what I'm doing. I get right on the computer. I edit. I probably edit till about, you know, depending on what time I start, I'll edit for about four hours. So probably till about 11, 12. And then from there, I'll do my running around for the day. So I'll go to the gym. You know, I'll go get some food. I'll just do all my my errands, my living. 12 o'clock. Yeah, so around like sometimes a little earlier, just depending. I'll go to the gym anywhere between like, 9, 30, 10, and 12. Okay. Sometimes I'll blow it over and just straight edit through or I'll go later in the day. But for so the most part- you got a large payload, workload. You're just, you're editing. You're just knocking Yeah, I'm editing. I'm out. knocking it out. And I, like I said, I usually have a checklist. So I got the videos. I got all the content I need to get done and I got it on a checklist in the order that I've shot it. 
so I can get it out in the order that it was received. And then I'll do my running around and I'll probably come back and edit for a few more hours, you know, four, five, six o'clock. And then I'll re-study for like a little bit of rest of the night and I'll give myself like basically some chill time and it's just like right back at it the next okay. day. So you're putting in about, you know, eight to 10 hours a day into yourself, into self-investment. Right. A lot of people don't see that and they think it's just like you take a picture, you got your camera, boom, and the project's done. They don't see all the, you know, the cuts and how many times you got to replay the video just to get it, you know, perfect. Exactly. There's a whole back end full of work. And a lot of people think it's a lot simpler than it is. But I always tell people if they feel like it's that simple, then dive in, jump in, try it yourself. yourself. <laughs> try it yourself. You're going to find out real fast. So being that you are how many years into the business? A little over a year now, a year and maybe three months, four months. Okay, since you're about a year and three months in, sometimes do you feel like you don't appreciate your work as much or sometimes you feel underappreciated for the work that you do? A lot of the times I feel underappreciated, I'm not going to lie, but that's because people don't understand the amount of work that goes behind it. But a lot of the times I feel very appreciated as well because a lot of clients tell me like over and over that they appreciate what I do, appreciate how I handle my business, appreciate how I went over the top to satisfy them and, and get them that you know, that fire content. Okay, because you're really out here, you know, giving people a memory. It's more than just a moment. You're sending people home with pictures and awesome audio and video for them that they could reflect and look back on for the next 30, 40 years for the rest of their life. Yeah, forever. Like, then they could really, literally use it for forever. Yeah, because a lot of the clips that you shoot for me, I go back and I reuse them on my Instagram and, you know, and I captivate the audience and pe people are loving it. Every time I post something, they're like, I love the video quality. I love how you're talking and they just love what I'm doing. Right. It's definitely a blessing. Let's dig deeper into what you did before you invested into yourself. And let's see if we could help anyone else out there that's looking to go full time into their own business, overcome any roadblocks. All right. So basically, there's one thing that I learned. Like I said, there's something I was plotting on for literally three years before I did it. Sometimes we as a people, we wait on the perfect time. And there's no such thing as the perfect time, but there is a better time. So what I did at first is I weighed my pros and cons. The cons, I weighed the pros. And then, okay. so I went, I got my credit right. You know, I'm always been good with money management. So I got my living situation together. Like I cut down my overhead and I also got my savings better than, you know, I got my savings to a good point. So I gave myself a lot of ground to stand on to make that decision. So if, if something was to go bad, then I know I had good credit. I know I had things I could follow. I know I could go take That's this smart. loan out, do this, do that. And actually credit is what me got it started with the business to begin with, because I used my credit to acquire a loan that gave me, you know, the ability to purchase the camera equipment and for me to purchase some good camera equipment to start off with and hit the ground running. Yeah. So that's basically what I did. I just weighed all my pros and cons. When I came back to it, I'm like, all right, look, I got my savings together. I got my credit together. I cut down my overhead and I basically just made a plan. You know, if I shoot this many videos a month, make this much, you know, I should be cool and I should be able to handle my bills. And by me freeing up that time, I should be able to shoot more and make more money as well. And also get edits out faster. So therefore I could take on more work and I can make more money and my income doesn't have to be controlled. Yeah. So you built your cushion up. You made a strategic plan and, you know, you went for it. 
how long was the overall process? Like, how long were you contemplating on, on doing this? Was it like an overnight thing? Did you just like kind of like wake up one day and just wanted to, to be out of what you were doing and, and just making your own money? No, it definitely wasn't an overnight thing. It was, I was in the position I was in for five years as, as far as the job. So yeah. my mindset when I started, my mindset when I left is two completely different people and two different things. You know, I grew up a hustler. I always was a hustler. I always, my first hustle was 14 year old. I was selling puppies. Oh, yeah. selling pit bulls so like i always had a hustle so even all throughout my working years i still was making money on the side like i never and then there's times where i would get into a jam or something would happen i would be like man i'm happy i got this side hustle because if it was just this job i wouldn't be able to cut it so what you did was you used your job as a stepping stool to take you on to the next level exactly it wasn't an overnight thing but it was something i always wanted to do but i didn't necessarily know how it was going to happen i just you know I just basically just used it for what it was going for for the time being until I got to the point where, you know, I was just trying different things and until something stuck and I feel like, all right, this is it. This I was just it. waiting on the time. I always tell people because people talk to me all the time, like, how'd you do it? And how'd you know when it's the time? Like, you're going to know when it's the time. Like, you're going you're gonna to feel it. So what would you tell them? What advice would you give someone that's looking to become an investor, full-time entrepreneur, invest in their own business? What advice could you give them that would help set them on the right way? Definitely get your mindset together. Get your mindset together. Like I said before, get your credit right. Have your credit because your credit, even if you're not using it, even if you don't have to use it, just have a good credit. It's always going to be a, a win, period. You know, have some savings. You don't got to have the most, but I say have at least 90 days of your bills and your, your daily living, your monthly expenses put to the side. Emergency funds. And then have, you know, a few dollars to invest and just be ready because it's you got to be self-disciplined or it's, it's not going to work. You got to be able to tell yourself to get up every morning. You got to be able to tell yourself to clock in at nine or eight. You got to be able to tell yourself, you know, I'm not getting off until I finish this test. You're your own boss, you know. You take accountability for yourself. You're responsible for anything that happens. You're responsible for your income, you know. So you got to take control of that. Everyone's not built like that. There's a lot of people that, you know, will be at their job to the day that they retire, it never seemed like you. You never seemed like that type of person that, you know, would clock in at 9 to 5 till you die. You always seemed like the hustle mentality in you, even when we were younger. So it's like, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. And with this COVID-19, how it's affected everyone, it's great to see that your business is still, you know, up and running. You're still able to actually move forward. And even like if you're not able to, to do the things, you know, that you were doing, you found other outlets to make money to keep income coming during this, you know, this economic downturn. Yeah, I'm grateful for it, too. I don't take it for granted at all. Yeah, so a lot of people are using this quarantine time to, you know, to drink, to party, and they're not really using it to better themselves. How do you feel about that? I feel like it just shows where people's heads is at, and it just shows where they're in the position they're in to begin with. Because all of these people that are doing these things are the people that's greatly affected by this, I would say. Yeah, I just feel like it's just it just shows where you're at mentally. It just shows what your daily actions are. It shows where you might be headed in the future. Yeah, it shows a lot of people's maturity level that they're uh, using this time to, you know, like party. This is like the Great Depression. Nothing like this has ever happened in, you know, history in the U.S. or let alone the world. The whole world is shut down now. We can't even go outside and get haircuts. And, you know, we, we get haircuts at least once a week. Right. So, right. 
you know, it's affecting us, you know, physically, mentally, and, you know, I wouldn't say spiritually, but, you know, energy-wise, it's affecting our energy because not being able to, you know, go to certain places and communicate with certain people, it definitely plays a, a large, like, toll on, you know, the way that you operate during the day. Yeah, definitely does. Yeah, it's not it's not a time to be playing around at all. That's why I'm like, I'm getting on the internet and I'm seeing people doing nothing but playing. And I'm like... It's definitely not the time to play. I don't understand because everybody in my circle, everybody I know, everybody, everybody's hustling, everybody's learning new skills, everybody's, you know, planning their next steps. So, Because yeah. this time right here, I feel like it's going to create a lot of millionaires, but it's also going to expose a lot of failures. So this is like yeah. really the time to like, dig deeper into the people that you're surrounded by. Like, what are their goals? What are your goals? And what do you have in common? And when we come out of this quarantine situation, are they still going to be around? Are those the type of people that you still want to be around? You know? Yeah. This quarantine is definitely going, it's going to breed some champions or it's going, like you said, it's going to create some failures and tear some people down. To me, it all depends on mentality and your hustle. If you got it in you, you ain't gonna let nothing stop you. Yeah, definitely not. So, like with this whole quarantine situation, I kind of see a lot of like the businesses going more digital. What do you think? I think that's a good thing. So, I think like a few people in my circle, as far as entrepreneurs, been trying to work on that, and now they're like being pushed to do it. Yeah, being pushed. It's so like, it's like I feel like that's a great thing because you really you can't lose. Yes, it's time to like capitalize. And, you know, with a lot of the businesses going digital, that's allowing us less travel time. You know, now that like meetings, instead of having an actual physical meeting, a lot of people are going more towards Zoom, like visual meetings through the Internet. And, you know, that's saving a lot of commute time, which is saving a lot of gas money. And like what used to be normal to us is not going to be normal anymore. So we got to like kind of like set our standards towards a new normal find what normal is once this whole situation is over exactly yeah because it's definitely changed it's definitely different and you know you could like notice the people when you're just outside like people already were socially awkward but now that we're required to be socially distant it's just like are are people ever going to be able to talk face to face again or is it just going to be like through telephones facetime and zoom messages that's what i really want to (laughs) know right all right, so it's Stephen Long with the Greenwood Effect, and we're back with DSB Digital. So tell me, where do you see yourself in the next five years? In the next five years, I see me internationally known as a creator. I see me with a very powerful platform. I see me with a many digital assets that's making okay. me monthly revenue. Just like uh, reoccurring fees and stuff like that. Yeah, like I want to create digital assets to where... A lot of creators, they're going to be like chasing the next shoe, like all, yeah, yeah, they're gonna be for the rest out. of their life. Yeah. So, like, so you kind of want to do like a subscription-based <clears throat> business, kind of like something that they can subscribe to monthly? Something like that, but more so just I want to have like digital presets, like Lightroom presets, effects packages, stuff I'm creating for content creators okay. to put out, you know, fire content and, and good visuals. So okay. I want to be able to create my own. The same way, like I go and purchase like plugins and packages and stuff like that. You want to be able, able to, to have your own. Yeah, I want to make my own that I can sell, and then have like my own digital store to where people could come and they looking oh, yeah. for IG frames, they looking for stories, they looking for you know templates, contracts, presets, 
transitions, everything, overlays. And, and I just they could just come straight to, to the DSB store. Exactly. And, that, um, that'd be dope. That, that way I can make money, you know, without me having to actually shoot. I want to have basically like a full production team to where I don't really got to do a lot of the stuff okay. myself. So and I don't got to physically beat her. Tell me what that would consist of, you know? Just give me a, like a little rundown. That would consist of having a solid team. That would consist of having bigger budgets, bigger budget clientele as far as production, and just having a system of a solid team that you know you could trust that's going to deliver fire product, people, good content, they're going to be professional. Just people you could trust with producing work with your stamp on it, with your brand on it. Okay. So ideally... How many people would be on this team if you could just shoot a number out there? Seven to ten. Okay, seven to, seven to ten is good. You know, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of great minds just working together. Right. Have you started looking for people? I got a few people now as far as people I work with that I would consider for that, but I really don't know if they would still be around within that time span. So not necessarily looked for people. Now, there's a lot of creators and there's a lot of people out there, so... Well, there's a lot of creators, there's a lot of people out there in the industry. I want to ask you if there is some advice that you could give your same self 10 years ago, what would that be? Some advice I would give to myself is definitely that your attitude and mentality controls everything about what you do and how you go about situations in life. And I will also tell myself that nobody owes you nothing. You know, the whole the world is not against you. That's solid right there. What exactly do you mean that the world's not against you? I just mean like basically like you're responsible for your own life and your own actions and, you know, the way you move forward with yourself, even though like there's times where, you know, I felt I was like real negative or I just felt like, you know, I didn't understand why I went through specific things I went through in life growing up. And I just felt like the world was against me. So I just that's what I would tell my younger self 10 years ago is like. The world's not against you and you control your own fate and how you know how your life goes. That right there is some really like useful advice because a lot of people think that they were brought on this earth and that everyone is against them. But that's not really the story. So let's do a recap, a little recap on some of the things that we covered. You want to open up a digital store so you can sell your services. You quit your job and, you know, you made yourself a successful entrepreneur and you're looking to, you know, build a professional digital team that's going to help you grow internationally so you can focus on the things that you're really good at. Right. Yeah. Because the goal at the end of the day is not to just be shooting and shooting and shooting. The goal is to develop a team, advance up to basically like director status to where, you know, I can direct it. I can control the image of the, the visuals, but I'm ne- not necessarily doing the work and it's Honestly, to shoot less and make more. Okay, that makes perfect sense, you know. You're increasing your value. So we're going to go ahead and head out. Tell everyone where they can find you at. Well, DSB Digital, Facebook, DSB underscore digital, Instagram, DSB Digital, Inc.com. But the website's not up yet, but it'll be up in due time in the works right now. Okay, under construction. Nothing's wrong with that, man. Right, and that's it. That's all social media. I got Instagram, Facebook. And a website. All right, man. I really appreciate you coming out, man. This is Greenwood Flip, also known as the Crib Flipper. This is another successful episode of the Greenwood Effect. Let's get it. All right. You've been listening to the Greenwood Effect. 
where creativity is key. We hope you've been inspired and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information so that you can have a successful future in real estate investing. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, catch us on Instagram at the underscore crib underscore flippa. Check out the website at greenwoodpgh.com and find us on YouTube at This Is Greenwood, the Greenwood Effect podcast, the real estate and real-time podcast geared for inspiring investors down to seasoned investors. Till next time.